Long live the ice garden. Welcome back to PHF Future Considerations. Uh, after a pretty long delay due to uh, stuff, <laughs> uh, we're back on the air. We're really excited. Um, this week, I'm joined just by Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mike. It's been a long time. Yeah, a couple things have happened. Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been able to get your your audio like analysis and, and podcasting um, itch scratch from, from Dan's awesome work with around the rink. Um, we don't currently have Eleni because since the last time we did our pod, Eleni has launched a player agency, which is amazing. Hecate um, sports, which is kicking ass, which we both thought it would and um, can't say enough good things about the work Eleni is doing. And uh, I can't think of anyone better to do the work that Eleni is doing someone with, with her knowledge and everything. So um, tremendous to see Eleni there. She, we, we may have Eleni back. We don't know. We're figuring all that out. Truth be told, we're figuring a lot of stuff out. Uh, the good news we can share with you now is that now that Tig's podcasts are back, Dan has been sharing updates on this with, uh, with his shows with Allie with around the rink, but um, we're going to have more than one show. Uh, we're going to have a little network, and Dan's going to be a big part of that, um, which I'm really excited for. We're bringing on Allie Morse, uh, who, if you don't know by now, you definitely should. Allie is so intelligent, so hysterical, and has been awesome with Around the Rink. She was awesome coming on as a guest. Um, so she's joining our little podcast and, and the Ice Garden family, and then we're going to have a show with Alyssa Turner which is something we're also really excited for. So we're going to try to do something our way, make our own mark. But uh, it's I, I been like a minute, how, Dan. I, I like how Allie went from like friend of the podcast to co-host of a podcast. It's uh, quite quite the glow up there. Uh, but yeah, I echo everything you said. Uh, super stoked for Eleni. Um, she is easily one of the most passionate women's hockey fans supporters that I know and, and a lot of people know, I would think. Um, and if I was a player and I've said this uh, on Twitter, um, I've probably said it on around the rank. Like if I was a player, I would want somebody like that in my corner, uh, standing up for me, fighting for me, um, looking to get me the best possible deal that I want. Um, so the players that she does have that they've announced, um, they're in, definitely in good hands, and I'm, I'm sure that there'll be a longer list um, as time goes on here. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot of uh, lot of changes at the Ice Garden since we last spoke to everybody uh, on this particular show. Um, it, it's new. It's exciting. It's it's a little terrifying for especially Mike. I'm sure running all this and <laughs> uh, kind of overseeing everything and making sure everything is is, uh, you know, running, run the right way and, and handled the right way and um, full speed ahead. And, and so far, so good, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's been unbelievable. I, I've gotten to say thank you in a few places. Um, I want to say it here, too, because this is our place. The, the support from everyone so far with the GoFundMe, with subscriptions, with everything. This isn't happening. This podcast isn't happening. Uh, TIG isn't happening without everyone who's listening right now because you're the people who make it possible. And uh, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep trying to bring you the stuff you want to listen to, the stuff you want to read, and above all else, do justice by the sport and the players who deserve to have their stories told. So um, I'm excited. Our, our team's growing. TIG is growing. Podcast Network is growing. We're doing what we can do. And uh, now that it's in the off season and the PHF free agency is is in full swing, we definitely have a lot to talk about, Dan. Especially you, breaking news left, right, and center. But um, holy crap, yeah, has there it, been a lot going on in free agency? This has been uh, this is like a free like a free agency unlike any other. And I think what has stood out the most to me is just maybe in years past, like we've seen 
some teams, like I know it was kind of like the Rivs two seasons ago where they brought in a lot of players from other teams to build to build that roster. But this is like like a carousel. It's like music like everyone is moving around from team to team based on where they can get the best deal. Yeah, this uh, a lot of ways reminds me of I want to say it's the off season between season three and season four after the Riveters won, <clears throat> and then uh, we had players like uh, Shannon Sabados come to uh, to the league to play in Buffalo, and obviously Minnesota became the, the first expansion team in the league and brought a lot of star power with them as well, and and it feels like this off season is is the same kind of. Same kind of blueprint, I guess. And even last offseason, I thought to an extent was was kind of that way where, you know, again, with the Riveters, especially bringing over a lot of the the international talent and and players from overseas. Um, And then just having Montreal come in, too, that just added a whole nother uh, maybe untapped resource. Right. We see a lot of players that were on Montreal uh, last year were were university players or or players that um, for me, like I don't get to watch and, and know a lot about those players up there. So um, just it, it just seems like every year is, is getting uh, a, a little wilder. Um, there's more money being spent, and, and that's part of it. Um, there's more teams, so there's more spots. Um, there's not I – I think there's still enough enough room for a full another team. I don't think we're going to get one this offseason. Um, but the, the talent is there, especially – you know, the, the one position I always think of, and, and Allie and I have talked about this a couple of times on uh, around the rink, is the goaltender position. And it's like, there's only so many spots. And, like, if there's one open, it's almost like a game of musical chairs. Like, if you're a goalie and, and you want a job, like, you, you kind of have to uh, really be in the battle. And, and there's a few that are signed already officially and unofficially. Um, but it's just, to me, that's the, the most, always the most intriguing uh spot as the summer kind of bleeds on it's it's kind of always felt that way i think it's especially with a league this size we know there are good goalies who don't get an opportunity and it feels like in some cases like i feel like we've seen a lot of signs that uh that midi vicinin is going to be moving on from the whale and midi vicinin's like a top 15 goalie in the world still like when you just never got an opportunity to get readjusted to North American ice and, and really get into a groove. And all of a sudden she's, she's probably not going to be in the league next year. Right. And um, it's a crazy thing. It's this game of musical chairs. It's how many opportunities there are. Um, It looks like teams are going to need to carry three goalies, which is a, is a big deal. Um, just for opportunity and just for having players develop. I always, I think more and more about that, you know, as we, as we move on in, in pro women's hockey, the opportunity for, for players to develop, because uh, if you think players have reached their ceiling in their senior year of college hockey, you're, I mean, I believe you're mistaken, (laughs) but uh, you know, players keep developing and, and in order for goalies to develop, they need to see pucks, Dan. Uh, they need to see shots, and um, you know there are a lot of special people and special players who are nowhere near to scratching their ceiling. And I hope uh, a lot of them find an opportunity. And it feels like every year, I mean, even even like the the micro example of what happens with the pride, like oh yeah, we'll have a goaltender of the year. Yeah, next year we'll have a different goaltender of the year. Yeah, the next year we'll have a different. Like um, it just kind of goes to show you how wacky the goaltending carousel is and um, they have they have that tree in their backyard where they just go out to the back and say oh we need another goalie let's just pick one off the tree and then yeah. uh we're gonna we're gonna put no the in the crease and we're gonna win 15 to 20 games uh it's it's a nice luxury to have uh but boston is boston right like winning attracts people i think um i think paul mara attracts players i, I think he's a player's coach um, I also think that that's a, a big area for hockey players, right? Like especially women's hockey is, is very big there. Um, and there's a lot of talented players that are from that area. So it just, it always ends up kind of being like the natural fit. Um, more times than not, 
you know, it's, it's, it's a player with some sort of tie back to that area. Not always the case, but, you know, th- this upcoming season, you know, they, they're going to lose. They obviously lost Corinne Schroeder, um, only had her for one season, but they, they're going to be fine. Like, like I've said a couple of times, it's, and I've, I see uh, Coach Mara starting to reply to people online, like, there was a lot of, oh, my God, what's Boston going to do when uh, Montreal announced the signing of Schroeder and, and Jaguar? And it's like, it's Boston. Like, they're, they're going to be fine. Like <laughs> It's going to be okay. The players they have coming back, which isn't all of the players that were originally on two-year deals, and then the players that they're bringing in, like they're not gonna, they're not gonna have a problem at all. Like they're, they're, they're gonna be top of the league. They're gonna be a pain in, in pretty much every team's butt. Like they're, they're really gonna be just, just one of those teams that's every year. And and I think you were on the call. Maybe we did at the end of the year, right before the playoffs, where Coach Mara was like, you know, we want to win this year. We want to win next year. We want to win the year after that. Yeah. And sometimes it, it seems like he's playing chess and the other teams are playing checkers um, where th- uh, some of the other teams are just like, we just want to have like a team that's have players in consecutive years. And his team is like, no, nah, we're winning. We're going for the cup. Like we're, this is, this is our goal. Like we're going to sign the best players we possibly can and give ourselves the best chance to win. And, you know, their, their record and his records especially speaks for itself. I mean, Boston is so fascinating to me just because we've seen them move on from not only really good players, but great people. Like, um, I think of last season with their decisions with, like, Mal Soliotis and Tori Sullivan, for example. Like, you know, players of that caliber found themselves on the outside looking in. And I feel like we're going to see more of that from Boston where – they are in that position of luxury and also it seems like Paul and, and Colleen Coyne and, and all the folks making decisions in that front office are more than comfortable with being like, this is just about winning, right? That's what Boston pride hockey is. Even, even though they, they are good with celebrating the people they have as part of that organization and, and all that, but it's, I mean, there's, there's going to be some tough divorces, um, and... Yeah, I'll say for the people that that don't know yet, or, or or haven't you know seen some of the chatter online, or some of the stuff that I've posted and talked about, like they're gonna have they they're gonna have not as many players I think come back this year as they have in years past. Yeah, but the the amount of talent that they're bringing in is just gonna kind of overshadow that. Like it's to me, it's not gonna make a difference. They're gonna have enough returning players where I think and especially with the same coach, like the culture is still going to be the same. Like the attitude is still going to be the same. There's still going to be that, ah, oh, here comes Boston into our, into our rank looking to steal, not one, but two games over the weekend, because um, that happened numerous times this year where they went into somebody's barn and, and uh, they came out the other side of the weekend with two wins. It's kind of what Boston does, um, but it's been, it's been really interesting. The day we were recording, um, we now the, the, the signings for Alina Mueller and, and Chloe Rod are both, both official, which is just, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, they, they lose Schroeder, they lose Jaguar. And then it's like, oh yeah, we'll be fine. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of going right according to plan for Boston. I think every team is going to have these big splashy signings. Uh, the thing that I've been paying the most attention to just because of my work with, with salary stuff and transparency is the, is the players who disclose Want to congratulate everyone who signed Want to congratulate uh, today. It was an announced Amanda Levier signed with, with the white caps for, for a deal worth 62,500 bucks, which is a career high for her, which is tremendous and tremendous news for Minnesota to have her back. Uh, Madison Packer is back with the Riveters. Ninety-two thousand five hundred bucks, and Packer is the player making the most who falls outside of that. What I keep calling the six-figure club, Dan. Um, I don't know how many of these players we're going to see. Uh, right now, the Whale have four. I don't think teams can really manage to have more than four. I might be wrong, but um, 
it's just a question of how much is left for the rest of the roster. But uh, if the whale picked a good, good four players to invest in with, with the money they put in place there, but it's been, it's been really interesting. And of course I think it's pretty intentional that the, the monster deals are some of the deals we're hearing first, because uh, let's be honest, it's good PR for the league. Um, it's, it's something that, is a flag waved in the space of women's hockey and professional hockey, especially for, for players who might've been in the PWHPA who, who are now in a, maybe wondering if they're going to have a league that truly gets off the ground for next season. And they're seeing, you know, seeing figures like, Oh, Casey Bellamy is making 120 K. Um, and they've got to wonder, can I make similar money? You know, can I make Daryl Watts money or, or whatever, whatever it may be. So the, the early landscape of free agency has just been a big bombshell signings, tons and tons of rumors. Um, It feels like for a little while there, rumors were getting a little ahead of themselves. Uh, Present company excluded. Uh, Present company excluded. I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, But uh, it's been, it's been something that I think we all need to be super mindful of, especially as media, when when we talk about what players are making and and the space and how teams, you know, we know who the two year deals are, or at least we thought we did until we saw there are some two year uh, deals. We, that... we we don't know who the two year deals are. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we definitely do not. There's, there's always yeah. one kind of around the corner where it's like, oh yeah, this player signed. It's like yeah, Sam Scavenger was two years. I have documentation that says it wasn't so yeah like why why i don't understand like that stuff don't i don't want to get started but it, it feels shady sometimes but i mean I, I think it feels shady because sometimes it is shady um i mean i don't want to put on the tinfoil hats here dan but it's <laughs> it, there's a lot that's gone on where i think we got to be mindful of what it means when players are moving on from a team or moving on from an opportunity especially in the this current landscape where people are making a living wage and um you know this season i know is going to be like it's fun and i know people are having a lot of fun with free agency but uh there's a part of me that um you know there's there's players who have been a huge part of this league for for several years who i'm not sure are going to find a a home and a roster spot on one of the on one of the clubs in the league and um i'm thinking a lot about the players who helped build the thing and how they might be standing when the music is left playing in, in this this musical chairs act, but uh, that's it's that's been wild. Business, that's the business aspect of it, right? Like at the end of the day, yeah. it's, it's business. It's it's sport. It's entertaining entertainment, but it's also a business. And 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 as I, I you know, it's just it's all who's who's in control of building the team, right? Who who's making yeah. those player personnel decisions? The, the people that are involved in those decisions ultimately shape the team. So it, like I always say with, with being a credentialed writer, like the New Jersey devils could say to me tomorrow, like we don't want you to come into our building anymore. And there's nothing I could really do about it. Like they don't have to give a reason. Like it's, it's kind of like they invite who they want to come to their party. And you can't like say like Gary Bettman, this is an outrage. Like it, it doesn't work that way. And it's the same kind of way when you're building a team, like, they kind of can invite whoever they want to that party. And, you know, ultimately it's their decision. Like it stinks. A lot of good players, a lot of people that we've, you know, talked to a a bunch of times over the years probably won't be playing in the league next season. That's just kind of like the reality of, of sports in this space right now. And, and another reason why I think there should be at least one more team. Uh, But you mentioned all the signings. There's, I just did a quick count. There's 24 players officially signed. Uh, slash announced uh, yeah. that that's a lot in in a short period of time um, I hope in, in a way I kind of kick-started things um, with all the, the rumors flying and and it's just been crazy but I also know the other part of it is and a lot of I see a lot of people a lot of fans kind of complaining about like uh, you know why weren't these signings announced earlier and as far as I know from talking to players, like their their contracts ended April 29th, April 30th, right? That was the last day of April. 
So yeah. like, their contract run ran through April 30th, and then that's kind of when the new league year starts is May 1st. Um, so that's why we started to see it. the K- Casey Bellamy was the first one, right? Um, that was announced on uh, right before, actually. So she was she was signed on 420. Um, yep. And then the next string of signings started right after May 1st. So, um, you know, I think the league, I don't want to say I played a part in that. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to take credit for that or anything, but like that's a big name that I think the league wanted to get out there as kind of like to kick things off. And um, as you kind of said, you know, it, her players seeing what she's making might attract other players and say, oh, maybe I can I can I could play in that league. Um you know, maybe I could make money similar to that at some point. Um, even maybe this season, like there's, you know, um, and you mentioned the whale. I kind of wanted to touch on that too. Like, I think yeah. we'll see teams do like they did four players with, with those bigger contracts. I think four or five is kind of the max. And then after that, it's, it's filling out your roster with probably younger players uh, who won't necessarily command as much money as a, three, four, five-year vet. Um, whether the fit is right, that's, you know, to be determined on the ice and, and by the games. But, again, it's it's the, the people making the decision's choice. Um, and there's definitely going to be a lot of a lot of interesting uh, signing announcements, a lot that I've teased and, and others have teased uh, on Twitter and, and in other aspects of the world where it's fans are going to be like, oh, my God, like I can't believe this player is – not on this team anymore and is on this team. And I can't believe they were able to get this player from, I, I, I don't even want to say it like redacted. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of stuff where there's going to be a lot of oohs and ahs and um, it's fun. It's a fun time. I, I joked with somebody working with the league that, that said, you know, welcome to the off season. Uh, enjoy the off season. I was like, what off season? Like, it's, I, I took like two weeks off and it was like the rumors just started flying like right after that. It was, it's amazing. And, and it's fun. It's, it's fun to be a part of that. And, um, and I think it's exciting for fans. I hope it is. And, and I think it is. And, and I think they're going to be really excited with how the rest of the summer kind of plays out for a number of the teams. I've heard a lot about a, a lot of different players and different teams. Um, and I think a lot of fans are going to be excited. Maybe not all, but a lot. There's a lot of pieces that are falling, and like like we know every year, especially you and I, Dan, uh, a lot of deals are done. They're just not announced. They're just not official. I mean, uh, you know, when uh, I think it was Ian who, may, who probably had the Madison Packer signing, you know, saying it was official, it was a done deal. We only got the official word on, you know, recently um, with the disclosed salary and et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, it's just like anything else. The things are planned, right? It's there's strategy oh. to announcing it, and yeah, they want to maximize the audience and the attention. And and why yeah. have you know why announce your team all in one day when you can spread it out over five days or ten days yeah. or a month? Um, keep people well, engaged. Pride, keep, remember keep when the pride back. Pride, the whole team? That was, that, was, that was the whole thing. Um, it's 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 been an off season of of bracing ourselves, I think, for a big new rookie class, um, a big newcomer class, obviously headlined by players like Elena Mueller and, and Chloe Rard. And like, I mean, it's Schroeder going to Montreal. What Montreal has done already is so exciting. And I, you know, I, I made a big deal out of like, Montreal didn't have a real off season to prepare for the first season. What they you got the feeling that the roster they that they put out there was, you know, it, was, it wasn't exactly optimized. They, they found bodies, they found a core, and they rolled. Like, they didn't have a lot of time to get going. Everyone else had a huge start, head start in free agency. That's not the case this season. And Montreal has been really confident with, with how it started its free agency and, you know, bringing over Emma Keenan from the Whale, bringing over Schroeder, bringing over Jaguar. Um bringing back its leadership group. They have Jade Downey Landry and, and Sophie Bate both back. Bate. So it's, it's going to be a different story for Montreal. I don't think they're going to be the team that's searching for its identity. Um, I'm really curious to see what they're, I mean, they also brought back Sarah Lafort. So like 
very, very curious to see how it all comes together with Montreal. And, you know, in terms of new signings, it's been crickets from, from Buffalo. Um, and, you know, I know you've heard a lot about movement with things going on with the ribs. We already know, you know, a couple of players have moved on from the ribs in terms of a couple of the European players are back in Europe. Um, I think it's Eva Berglund and Evelina Makinen, right, are both Correct. signed back in Europe. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean the ribs are going to lose that that European what did I call them? Like team UN or something last season? Like, uh, yes. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're going to lose that, uh, that part of their identity. Um, they did bring back, like, like I believe you were the first one to talk about. They did bring back, uh, Mintu Tuominen, which is a huge deal. Like I think it's kind of overlooked. She had nine goals last year as a, as a D is, is unbelievable. Um, on a team that remember last season, they didn't have a goal. I mean, the season before, they didn't have a goal from a D until like the second to last game or the last game of the season. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then the next season, Mintu shows up, buries nine. Um, huge difference. Um, but, you know, Packers back, Pelkey's back, Tuominen's back. That little leadership group is back um, of those veteran players. And it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what, Evo and Benla do to build around that group. Um, very excited to see how the Riveters build off of things definitely turning in a better direction last season. Um, it's wild, man. That right now, I as someone who's it's part of my job, I guess, to keep track of everything and stay on top of rumors. All I do most of the time is just ask Dan what the hell's going on. Um, it's it's so it's so hard to keep track of who's going where talking with GMs, talking with some agents, talking with players. Um, I'm not in the business of breaking news. That's not something I, I really want to do. I kind of settled on being the analyst guy and the data driven analyst guy. And that was kind of my lane where I was most comfortable, where I felt most like myself. Um, and now owner guy, that's that feels weird. Um, now you're the big boss. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> but uh, but it's 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 really fascinating because it's just been wildly entertaining. Um, I can't I can't keep track of it all, Dan. I don't know how you do, but um, I wanted to ask you. I, I want to ask you at least one question. Sure, and it's just you and me. Of the things that have been announced of the signings that have been announced that are official and all that. Okay. What, what is the biggest shift? Like what is the biggest thing that's going to change the landscape or the destiny of, of a team or the, or the league? Um, of just the announced ones that that's, it's a small window. That's only 20 What did I say? 24 yeah. players. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I want to say Boston signing Mueller and, and Arard because, those are those are top line players, right? And yeah. Boston is going to have a handful of top line players. So I'm always curious to see. Like we've we've joked around. I think it was one of the, the first episodes we did of these was there's only one puck, right? Like yeah. only one person could have the puck at a time. And when you have a stacked roster, like everybody's not going to get the minutes or or maybe the 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 puck possession time that they're used to so then it all becomes about maximizing your opportunities and your potential and um, boston has shown year after year that they're masters of of figuring that out they they play around a lot with the lines um i know some fans don't like that i i kind of like that you see what works and then what you can go to and when things get sticky in certain situations um yeah, I, I would say those players because there's there's so many other moves that haven't been announced yet. It's like there's there's a lot of big ones that are kind of going to be whoa. Um, but I I also I, I really love what Montreal has done so far. All the names that you mentioned, I'm I'm not comfortable enough to say the name of the the player they just signed, the Austrian star from Vermont, um, Teresa. Um, yeah, and that's as far as I'm going to get. And, and we apologize. A tremendous player, a huge, huge member of 
um, Team Austria. We, you know, we've had, you know, we've kind of been spoiled with Austrian talent to some extent just because we've had Janine Weber in, in the league so long. But um, this is a special player um, just from what she's been able to do at the University of Vermont and um, puts up points, puts up goals. And um, a player who they signed to a two-year deal out of, out of college, which I'm wondering if we're going to see a lot of that, Dan, or not. Um, I, I feel like we are. I feel like yeah. for for younger players, why not like sign for two years and have that security? Yeah. And then, like, like, you know, we've seen two-year deals. What does it really mean? Like, <laughs> Packer had a two-year deal, and then she didn't, and then now she does. But it's not the same two-year deal that she had before. Um, yeah. There's 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 a few players that are on two-year deals, and I'm I'm not. You can figure it out. You can look online and and figure it out. But it's not my place because it's just I don't know if those are done yet. Um, but there are some players on two-year deals that won't be back with the teams that they signed with. So that kind of narrows it down. You can probably figure it out. Um, it's just, I, I think a, a lot of those, and that's, that's good value for, for Montreal to, to lock a player like that in for two years. Like that's, that that's one of those kind of game changer moves for me where I think they're, they, they kind of learned a lot last season about what they needed to do more to compete in this collection this group of teams um and like like you mentioned they had a a a short uh time to put it all together and they still finished i thought really impressive at the end of the season they were uh you know if the season was another month another month longer the riveters said you know we would be in the playoffs i think maybe montreal might have been too like they they had they had a really good run with they didn't really get killed in any games had one game against boston um, where, where things got out of control a little bit, but they, they also beat Boston. So it's like, you know, they, they could play, they showed they could play with anybody. And I feel like they're just going to kind of add the talent around what they knew they had or what they figured out they had. And um, so far, so good there. They obviously have the most announced signings yet uh, so far, rather. Um, another one that they kind of slipped in was uh, defender Katie Howarth. Uh, she, she's actually signed for two years, was in the, According to the, the league release on uh, the league signing recap, I guess it was. Um, so that was like one that, you know, if you go back and you look, it, when they announced it, it was announced as a single, single year deal. Um, but a, a good stay at home defender, um, team player, you know, one of those team first kind of players. Like every team needs players like that. I think we saw her in, in New Jersey. She was out at the end of the season. Um, hopping around up and down the stairs, helping her teammates out or helping out with equipment and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I've really, really been impressed. And with the Riveters, they're going to look a little bit different. Um, but for the first time in a, in a while, they're going to have a good core of returning players that I think they they have enough to build around and the coaching staff is going to stay intact. So that's just another year of, of not having to explain everything to a lot of people. Um, and with some of the names they're bringing in, I'm sure it'll, it, it won't take them too long to get up to speed. Um, I, I, we, we might've talked about it during the season on when we did a show. Um, I might've talked about it with Allie as the end of the season was happening. Um, I didn't think, uh, Fanny Gasparix was going to come back, but she apparently is. So that's, that's a great get for them to, to bring back for another season. Another player, I, I didn't think. <laughs> Another player I didn't think was coming back was Sarah Bujold, and she apparently she's going to be back too. So that's like, you know, you, you add those two to the, the three announced, right? That's already five players. I, I believe one of the goalies is going to be coming back, and it's not Katie Burt. Um, and you already mentioned Mackinnon is, is playing overseas, so that kind of narrows it down for everybody. So then they have a little familiarity in goal. I, I think Kilponen will be back. That's another player that's just one of those – you don't have to worry about him. Like she, you just – if you barely notice her, then that means she's doing her job great. Like she doesn't take penalties, she blocks shots, she gets shots on net, she makes the right pass. Um, she's good at shielding the puck. Uh, doesn't doesn't turn the puck over a lot. Like just a player that's just good at everything, but not great at. I'll take everything. a I'll take a blue line full of components. Like, oh, I'll take and, six components on my team any day. And and to to boot, like she's one of the sweetest people. So it's like you, you're just like hitting a home run right there with bringing her back. 
Um, so, you know, they have a nice core and, and I've mentioned, uh, I think I mentioned it, or, or it, whether it was on Twitter or, or around the rink, um, they're bringing in McKenna Brand and Olivia Zafudo from Boston. Like that's, you add, you know, all those, those names that I've mentioned already, like that's a pretty good top nine and you have a, a good starting point for your defense. Like they're going to be all right. And, and I think they have some other players they're bringing in that aren't done yet. Um, but are going to be like, oh, they added blank. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But they're, you know, they're looking like they've improved. And to have a foundation to build off of is you're not going back to scratch. Um, I wonder with Minnesota, with Buffalo, having a new coach, like I think all the other coaches are going to be retained. Um, so that kind of puts them at a little bit of a, a kind of like Montreal was last year where they, they – starting a little bit behind everybody else, those teams, you know, their new coaches have to figure out how they want to play and, and utilize the talent that they're, they're going to be on their rosters. But um, Buffalo is, is one they haven't, they usually first out of the gates, right? Usually with these signings, they're, they're usually uh, far and away ahead of everybody as, as far as announced um, signings. And I think they're the one of the only teams that hasn't announced one yet. I think everybody else has. Um, I know Connecticut, Connecticut announced, oh yeah, they announced Bellamy, but they announced a lot of restructuring. Because um, Toronto announced Argangelo. Um, right, yeah, so, yeah, so Buffalo is the only one. Um, but, you know, they have a couple of players on two-year deals, and um, as far as I know, they haven't come to, to uh, an agreement with a new coach, um, and that, that might be part of what's, what's holding things up. It's, um, I want to, so... Do you think you've heard the least about Buffalo and Toronto from from someone who dips his toe in and, and tries to catch up? It feels like um, those Buffalo, two teams yes. maybe has the least amount of smoke in terms of rumors and, 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 and all that. As far as players going to Buffalo, yes, I haven't heard much. I've heard of Buffalo players possibly landing elsewhere. Um, Toronto, I think... I don't, I don't, there's a few names that I've, I've heard connected to them that I haven't been able to nail down. Um, but I also think like we're going to see the, the same duo and goal. I think we're going to see the Woodses come back. Um, those, those core players that have been there all, all three seasons. Um, I think those players will be back. Um, and then it's just a matter of, of for them kind of adding in other pieces. I don't think, as crazy as it sounds, I don't think Michaela Cava will be back. Um, but the MVP of the playoffs will be back. Okay. Yeah, that's that's it's wild. But but I also think that the, the two Czechs will be back. I think Vanishova and, and Laskova will be back. And those are those are great players. Like those are players. Like I think every team should have been in on. And, and I've heard. You know, I, I thought I heard Montreal was after Vanishova, and and I was, and I said to to whoever told me, I said. Well, every team should be in on her. No, like, do you see yeah. what she does in the playoffs? Like the way that I, I, and I've told her, like, I love the way she plays. Just that that hard edge. Um, you don't see a lot of that sometimes in the women's game. Um, no, she's tough and fast. Yeah, she's tough and fast is a great combo. Yeah, and sometimes she crosses the line, no doubt. Like with some of the hits that she's laid out, but, um, but I, I'd rather play like that than a player that that kind of stand still and, and let somebody go around them. Like, um, so I think Toronto will be all right. I, I just, I don't hear too much connected with them as far as like new names going there. Um, but I, I do hear of some, a, a few players, not a lot, a few that won't probably be back in Kava is one of those. It's surprising to me. Um, I mean, I, I look at, you know, obviously Toronto's the reigning champion, right? Um, Sure, but the, to me, they what struck me so much about that team—not just the goalie tandem, which I think they just had perfect relationship between a one A and a one B, or a starter and a backup, however you want to, however you want to cut it—but um, also just like a sneaky deep team, that Toronto team. Um, yes, yes, very, very deep. Like Leah Lum and the success story of Katie Tabin and. Um, what Emma Woods does that gets overlooked all the time. Like that's that team on its best night will beat anybody. 
and on a good night can beat anybody. So they might, I don't know, maybe, you know, Toronto and Angela James and Sammy Joe Small are content with making sure the core is brought back. You know, they, they announced their captain coming back with, with Dark Angelo, but I, I, I think you know what I. I think they'll be like like Connecticut, where you're gonna have, you're gonna pay Chuli the big money, right? You're gonna pay yeah. Dan the big money, probably Emma Woods too, um, Eastwood maybe, um, you know. And then that you know maybe that's why Cobb says like maybe I could get more elsewhere, like maybe I could get more ice time elsewhere. Um, it's it's just and you know sometimes it's just a matter of uh, a fit for and, and as we kind of mentioned at the beginning, like it's, it's these, these GMs, these coaches, these directors of player personnel that are um, making these decisions and they, and they do what they think is in the best interest of the team. And um, just because we don't agree with it, doesn't mean it ain't right. And, you know, I've, I've said numerous times, like, I don't, I don't know a lot. I, I know a little bit about some stuff, but um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just trying to uh, just trying to keep up with everything. Cause there's a lot of names going around. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why I can't keep up with it. Um, most of the time, I, I mean, I, I try to keep our uh, tracker updated on TIG, and um, I try to make sure, you know, I just keep the stuff that's that's official, and then I always keep the stuff that I've heard from you and and from Ian Kennedy primarily as trusted sources of of other things that are going down, and it's, it's been um. It's been crazy to me just because I feel like no no team, regardless of how good they are, regardless of how recently they've won a cup, can afford to not get aggressive with bringing in like another another top line, top D pair, top goalie, whatever their needs be. Like when I asked you the question of the biggest move that impacts the league or a team, you know, when you said uh, Arard and 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 for me, I was like, I think it might be Schroeder just because Montreal's goaltending was really underratedly good last season. But, um, I mean, having Corinne Schroeder is like, oh, well, how many more wins would that be on a record? Uh, well, see, we, we fell into that trap last offseason, though. We, I, we might have even on this very show said, well, the Buttes got Mikhail Grant Memphis. Like, how many wins is that going to just add to that total? Right? Like, they added. Uh, yeah, but I, I always look and, at and Cassidy and Bay. Like, they're they're gonna, you know, that they had four wins. They should at least double that or or get to ten. Um, sometimes things don't play out that way. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. No, I mean, you're right. I I think the Buttes example is is so interesting to me just because. You know, it felt like so much of what they were going for was invested in in Bucky and Cassidy Sauve and Dominique Kremer, right? Sure. And yep. I don't like Cassidy Sauve getting hurt is like, oh, how much of their their future and success and all that stuff was tied up in her. And when she was in, she was Cassidy Sauve, but she got hurt and that sucked. And then the season became, you know, what can Lola Burnson do? And, you know, bringing in Tara and bringing in Sam and like, you know, it was tough. It was really tough for Buffalo, but also there's the question of, you know, line matching and, and, you know, what they did or didn't get out of that secondary scoring and Autumn McDougal and, you know, the whole story of the Buttes is like, oh, I'm not sure it's the best sample size for, for appreciating what, a single player can do in terms of like wins above replacement and, and trying to get an idea or quantify how many wins a single player might represent. But goalies, I think is something we can say, you know, the difference between a good goalie and an elite goalie is a couple wins because they can steal you games. Oh, um, 100%. And and I yeah. thought Montreal's goalies kept them in a lot of games that maybe they, they didn't deserve to be in. Um, yeah, especially the Trisha. Part of the season, they 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 fought back and and scratched and clawed, and they got some points, and that's why they were able to kind of stay in the race. Um, but yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. You know, I could I could play devil's advocate all day. Like it, 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 <laughs> it can go both ways. You know, like I, I can see both sides of it, and I'm not trying to like pick a fight or pick around any players or anything like that. It's just um, I think Schroeder for sure will add 
you know, probably take them to another level. Um, but the flip side is that it is, are you getting playoff Schroeder or are you getting regular season Schroeder, right? Like, yeah, that's a that's, very, very fair question, that's, Dan. That's I mean, I, you know, that's, that's what, you know, that's kind of what we do. Like that's, that's, that's our yeah. business of, of, you know, that's how we talk about hockey. It's, it's always, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and the same thing could be said for, for a lot of teams. Like we said that about Toronto. I know I, I've said it and I've, I've, you know, owned it. Like I said, until they win in the playoffs, like why would I believe that they, they're the, the better team in any scenario? And they went out and they, they won in the playoffs. Playoff truly showed up and, and was amazing. And um, it took them a little while to get going though, right? So they lost the first game. Second yeah. game, they win in overtime. They weren't win- winning. They weren't leading in either one of those games. Um, they didn't lead in the playoffs until <laughs> until the, the 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 third game of the opening round series. And um, if the playoffs was like it was the year before, they wouldn't have even been in that position. It would have been one game and done, and and they would have been out. But um, you know, this was they they had a great run, and and kudos to them. And um, you know, I'm not going to doubt doubt playoff truly anymore. Like she's got a ring now, like. Uh, yeah, maybe not maybe not now. I'm sure she'll have one soon. I don't, I don't know if they actually have them yet, but uh, you, you guys know what I mean. I mean, I agree with everything you just said, but also I'm going to take the uh, like the 20 game sample size over the three game sample size for Corinne Schroeder. Just saying. Oh, sure. Um, sure. <laughs> as 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 resident math guy, um, I'll bring up sample sizes. But yeah, it's it's been wild. I. I've, I can't wait till we record again, just because I feel like so so much is going to happen between then. But um, I don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on in this return? I mean, we we could do an entire show dedicated to everything that's happened between now and and our last pod, which I think was like talking about who was in the All Star game to give folks an idea of of how long we've been, you know, off the air as a uh, PHF future considerations, but uh. That was that was what Jan- end of January that was. Some stuff has happened, Dan. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've been paying attention, but things things have been a little crazy for us. Uh, but we're so glad to be back. Like I'm so glad to be doing this. It's um, it feels like being in your car driving to uh, driving to the Riveters, just just talking, shooting the shit. But um, well, there you go. I cursed. It was a uh oh. Now, do we have to mark this as explicit? You might. I don't know. Might, I, don't know. I, don't know. Kelly. I, I think maybe only Question. two bombs. <laughs> yeah, we can do like they say shit in the Marvel movies, right? We'll be fine. Yeah, um, as long as you, well, I think it's like if you say it once, then it's like it's not a big deal. But if you keep saying it, so oh, yeah, then that's where it becomes like explicit language kind of deal. Because like mm-hmm. those PG thirteen movies, like they always have like one one. S bomb or F bomb or whatever, and and or B word or whatever, and and then that's it. Like, I think like Goonies, right? That was like PG. I'm really dating myself, but that was like PG thirteen because there was like a one F bomb. Like, is that the really get one? I think so. I, I don't don't quote me on that, but I feel like I've heard that, and maybe I'm maybe I'm re uh, re sending out bad information to the world. But I, if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me. I'm sure. <laughs> But uh, speaking of correcting us, if you have stuff you want us to talk about, um, if there's guests you'd like to see, we hope to have our guests back and, and get back to doing things the way we were doing them. And um, we look forward to probably doing PHF Future Considerations with Ali. That's the plan, which we're really excited about because it's, I mean, just from listening to Around the Rink, Dan, it's, there's, just, it, there's so much to be gained from having a player. Um who's been at the highest level, the pro level. And, uh, she's also hysterical. So uh, great. I, I love picking her brain about different situations, scenarios, especially obviously goaltending related stuff, but, but just player related stuff too, because like you said, she's, she's been there. She's done that. She's experienced it. Um, she even worked the season as an equipment manager for the, for the white caps. So she's kind of really seen and done it all been around that that program since you know the 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 before they the the earlier days um living amongst those i always you know i've never been to minnesota uh one day i will get there but i I always kind of envision like they all kind of live near each other um and i know a lot of the older kind of group of whitecaps they they do have like these nights where they get together and 
Um, and I, I've heard about it from time to time. And I'm like, man, like, I wish I was kind of like a fly on the wall. I could just go hang out at, at the bar or the restaurant with them for, for a night and um, just kind of listening to all the, the conversations and what they talk about. But um, yeah, it's, it's exciting to be back doing this again. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, we have much more time to, to do these. Um, I, I appreciate everybody's, uh, especially everybody's donations. You mentioned at the top to GoFundMe. Uh, I wanted to thank people again for that. Unbelievable. Work that we've gotten, um, whether it's that, whether it's messages, whether it's people messaging myself and Allie after some of the shows that we've done to say thank you or to ask questions. Um, it's, it's sometimes overwhelming, um, especially with all the, the rumor stuff. Like that stuff really gets overwhelming. And um, you mentioned, like, how do I keep track of it? Like I do take notes. I have little pieces of paper all over the place. Um, I do try and have like a list of things for me and Allie to talk about. Um, and eventually it's, it, you know, it's we're like, we'll be like two days before we're going to record. I'm like, man, there's nothing to talk about. And then I hear 16 different things and I'm like, wow, there's like so much stuff. Like, how am I going to not go past an hour with this? Cause I, I don't want to, I try not to do, you know, more than an hour. We did one that was like two hours and I'm like, I can't believe 250 people, whatever it was, listened to us for that long. Uh, even if they didn't like, <clears throat> it's still, it's, it's a lot of time to commit. Um, for someone like myself, like I listen to podcasts, um, if I'm in the car or if I'm kind of just, uh, relaxing and, and maybe playing video games or something like that, like I'll just kind of put it on in the background behind me. Um, so I, I definitely want to say thank you to everybody that's, that's listening, that's going to listen to this, um, that supported the ice garden, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, it's, it's, it's really awesome. And, and we truly, truly appreciate it. Um, and the beauty of this one is, is that like, right. We, we don't have like a set schedule. We just kind of, um, a bunch of stuff has happened. We need to, to get together and, um, sound the siren and, and let's all, uh, uh, get together and, and talk about it. Um, the around the rank, I kind of want to make that like a, a weekly thing. We've tried to do that. It got a little, uh, little away from me this week with, with devils covering the devils and, and playoffs and all that stuff, but that's over now. So, um, it's it, in a way I'm kind of like, whew, like I could kind of just kind of take a breath here and, and catch up on things and, um, definitely have some, some ideas for some, some articles for women's hockey for the ice garden that I want to get to. Uh, and I want to do this show, you know, uh, like I said, weekly with Allie and, um, sometimes it'll be just me and her. We're going to try and bring in guests. Uh, we had, I thought we had a great talk with, uh, Audra Morrison. Oh, I almost called Richards a couple of times. Even <laughs> just, um, uh, Audra is one of my all time favorite people. Um, and I loved watching her play and I'm kind of bummed that she's not playing anymore. Um, she kind of left the door open, but, um, uh, everyone needs goals. That's all I'm going to say to teams out there. You know, you like goals. Yeah, Call up Audra Morrison. I, I, Audra Morrison will score you some goals. I wouldn't say the door is wide open, but I'd say she left the door open a crack. Um, but we'll see what the future holds. You know, nobody nobody can predict what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody. I would say Audra Morrison. Thanks everybody. I would too. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> um, I, I I mean I've talked about we talked about a bunch of different players. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to put out another one. Um, not breaking any news because I have mentioned this before, but, uh, you know, if we talk Boston, oh my God, like, what are they going to do? The, I mentioned they're losing Brandon Zafudo to the Riveters, right? There's a few other players that, that'll be departing, I think. Um, but they had, and, and when Allie and I went through a couple of weeks ago, it was like, oh, like, you know, they have Dempsey and Gable and they have Mueller and Arard and, you know, oh my God, like, everybody stopped feeling sorry for them. Um, they're also getting Katrin Lonegren and, and Brittany Howard. Like, like that's insane. Like that's, that's what six quality forwards that I just mentioned right there. Like, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be all right. And, and not shed many tears for Boston. <laughs> when, when you mentioned all the names when, when Allie and I, you know, I went through all these names and I left out Lonegren and I apologize to her because she's a, a very very impactful a player. player. She is a player. Uh, fun to watch really fast. That's the, the one thing that, that jumped out at me right away is her speed, uh, tenacity. I know she burned the Riveters a couple of times. Uh, I think she had 
two goals against Boston, the game that I was at in Connecticut. So uh, Boston was like, enough of this mess. Uh, I'm sure Paul, Paul Myra gave her a call and said, come, come, to, come to the dark side. And she said, okay. And and black and yellow? Are those your colors? Another player that has ties to that area. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it always kind of – there's always some kind of link uh, when they – for the most part, when they end up bringing players in. Um, and Boston's going to be just fine. Like, Pride fans, don't 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 shed any tears. Like, yeah, I get if, you know, you're a favorite player of yours is, is no longer with the team. And like you mentioned, really good people that aren't weren't on the team last year, Mal and Tori, like – Two of the finest people you'll meet. Just, just unbelievable. Ask, ask anybody that's come across them, come in contact with them, um, and they they were able to to not really miss a beat, and and still had you know a great team and filled with a lot of really really good people too. So yeah, so Boston will be. I mean, fine. I'm a snap. We all know that. Like, I'm always going to think about those special people you meet, you interview, and I've gotten to have a couple of good, great conversations with Mal over the years and Tori met last year at, uh, in Jersey at the Riveters game. And, um, you know, I, there are some people you always root for, even as media. Um, I try, I try to remind myself I root for people, not players, you know? Yeah. Um, those are two people in particular, very easy to root for those people. You know, I, I, I try not to make the list of people I root for public, um, if you read between the lines, I'm sure you can tell. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. I root for for Lev. Was so thrilled to see her back, getting the biggest contract of her career, and I hope we see a lot more stories a lot like that, especially for those those people who it's all too easy to root for. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and just lastly for me on Tori, uh, yeah, one of the best people that you'll ever meet. Um, I would fight anybody for that. That girl, um, not girl, woman, uh, just a really, really special person, full of full of life, and uh, I love her sense of humor. I love her creativity on the ice. Um, you know, we mentioned all these things about her. We haven't even talked about her on the ice. Really, really good player on the ice when she's going, and and you find um, a good a good combination of players to to put her alongside. Um, we saw it her first year in this league in Boston, and and I know it's still in there in her. Um, and hopefully she, she ends up, uh, whether it's back with Connecticut or elsewhere, um, we wish her nothing but the best and, uh, perhaps a, a future guest. We'll see. Yeah. We need more teams in the league, Dan. I think that's, I mean, not to bring this back right at the end, but it's, uh, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, they, they need maybe one, maybe two. Um, uh, Allie and I reported, uh, about a month ago, uh, the, the league has been looking at possibly uh, putting a team in the Ottawa area and the Chicago area. I think right. that's, those those would be both great spots. You, you tap into Works for me. you tap into the Midwest market. You give those Minnesota players maybe another option where they're not kind of um, having their their proverbial balls twisted because there's only one team and. <laughs> That's kind of the only offer that they're going to get is, you know, unless they really make a big life decision and move a long way from home. Um, and just the, the, the Canadian air, uh, Canadian uh, landscape, like there's plenty of talented players yeah, yeah. there. Um, and then you put you know, kind of like another natural rival for Toronto. And my only concern with Ottawa is just the six kind of have the Ottawa Senators colors. So, so should maybe this Ottawa team go blue and white like the Leafs? Like that would be kind of funny. Um, but we'll, well, right? that's just you know what I've heard. It's not the official. Don't don't want anybody like. I don't want to see anybody write and like Dan Rice said on the, the podcast that they're going out. <laughs> that's areas that they've looked into. They've had a lot of interest both ways, as in people there interested in them and they're interested in getting there. Um, but you know, I, I don't think it's anything imminent. I hope I'm wrong because I think there's definitely more room for for talented players in this league. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We have seven right now, right? Seven, seventeen yeah. going into season nine. Um, so it's it's gonna it's gonna be a wild one. And uh, brace yourselves. <laughs> we have seven teams right now. One of which is called the Six, and we're going into season nine. Yes. That about sums it up. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much for listening. 
please uh please subscribe to our pod and if you haven't already there's going to be more pods coming uh, including dan's show with ali is going to be on the same stream we're just going to have everything coming out on the same stream as far as i know um these are things i probably should know is quote unquote big boss man but i'm flying by the seat of my pants here folks we're, we're doing what we can we're getting do. there I'm, I'm i still want to try and experiment if we can do it live like i like the aspect of i hope we can i think there's got to be a way we can do it live because it adds like you were telling me it adds such a fun element when people can interact with you and and ally live with questions and it um i think it adds an element that we don't necessarily want to lose so we're going to try and figure that out um we're definitely not ruling it out we're hoping to like integrate it make a part of the show because it's it's kind of fun to have a live show like that and then make it hopefully a little more accessible for folks who miss it live. And if you want to listen back and, and what have you, or if you don't happen to be on Twitter that night, or maybe you're working, maybe you're doing something and it'll be in your podcast feed uh, along with future considerations and Alyssa Turner show. And uh, yeah, we're excited. Um, thank you all so, so much for everything. Thanks for listening to this. Um, I still think Dan, I still think we're going to find a way to, to twist Eleni's arm and get Eleni to come back. Uh, yeah, e- even if we have her like as a frequent guest host. I mean, yeah, a frequent guest host. We'll find a way. I, I kind of like the idea of, of maybe we could have you know Ali as a host uh, a couple of times, and then maybe have Eleni as a host a couple of times, and or uh, all four of us. Maybe we'll bring somebody else in. Like we can. It means I get to say less. There's a lot of different ways we can go and. and <laughs> kind of keep changing it up and and like you said you know it's it's not going to be something that's going to be you know scheduled on every two weeks yeah. or the 15th or whatever but um we're, we're definitely going to get back in the groove and um no better time than now because there's, a, there's definitely a lot to talk about there's there's never a dull mo- moment in these off seasons absolutely thank you all again dan thanks for your time buddy it's great to chat with you um long live the ice garden thanks everybody